Hello and welcome back to The Buzz, the bank automation news podcast. I'm associate editor Aaron Marsh, and I recently connected with Citizens Financial Group, which earlier this month released its second annual banking experience survey. I heard some key things the survey found about how consumers and businesses are handling their banking needs and what they expect from their bank, and dug deeper into what banks and financial institutions should take from those findings going forward. All right, and I'm here with Beth Johnson, Chief Experience Officer at Citizens Financial Group, and we're talking about uh, the the bank has just released their banking experience survey, and I I understand this is the second annual one of these. Um, Definitely one of the biggest things that stands out to me um, is the enormous use of digital banking. Um, This survey found that 90% of of consumers and 86%, and it was a a bigger increase this this year for banks um, are now using digital banking channels. So Beth, what what do you make of this? I think there's really a simple way to think about it, which is that digital is here to stay. And that's not really surprising to me when you think about our daily lives, whether that's our personal lives or our professional lives. And you mentioned that huge increase um, in our consumer banking population. And I think we've known that's been going on for a long time. We've started to use banking more and more digital tools for those everyday transactions that we all do, and increasingly towards more complex insights that we may get from a bank or other financial services company. But we saw a really large increase this year on the commercial side. So our corporate clients and our business clients also using digital tools and expecting to use digital tools more and more in the way they manage their business. And up to 86%, as you mentioned. And I think that's so critical because we're really starting to see the way um, we manage our lives on a day-to-day basis as people, and we talk about humans, has really spilled over into the way we think about our professional careers and the way we want to manage businesses as well. And I think that's going to be critically important for banking and how we service our clients going forward. Okay. So this is kind of, I I guess we can take this as evidence that this is now what consumers as well as businesses um, expect is is this digital banking capability and, and the ability to use that. But um, the next finding I kind of wanted to bring up is, is uh, something of a, an interesting juxtaposition to that. Uh, and that is that the survey also found that two out of three, so like 66% um, of respondents, um, when dealing with um, more complex transactions and financial services, they want a human interaction. Um, okay, so we just said this, they're expecting this digital experience and they, it, it, it like must be there. And yet they want a human interaction. What, what can we take from that? Think of banking or their financial life, whether it's, as you said, a, a consumer in your business life as one channel versus another channel. They think about how do I want to get done what I need to get done and when I want it to very simply and easily. So for those everyday transactions, whether that's depositing a check or checking a balance or paying Um, maybe with Apple Pay or a digital tool for something simple in the store. We want that to be done in the channel of choice, and that's increasingly the mobile app and mobile tools uh, for for our corporate clients. And I think that's here to stay, as we said. We do still see that those human interactions, however, can be really important when it's something that matters a lot to me or it's something that's more complex or something that I can't get just the insight I can get through digital channels through more personalized interactions. That said, I do think there's an interesting little component to that as you think about some of the technologies you're focused on, which is that personal interaction can be in person 
And, and we see that often when we have people walk into a branch or a relationship manager visit a customer, or it can be through digital tools like video chat, like Zoom that we're all so used to now. And so we see that that is critical as we think about evolving along an omni-channel offering for our customers. I wonder if we can infer from that, Beth, if, um, if we're seeing um, you know, consumers maybe with, with more complex kinds of transactions and, and interactions they're going to have with the bank. I wonder if banks should take from that um, sort of a, a repurposing of, per, of your, of your you know, in-person staff, your, your personnel. I mean, are they going to have to uh, maybe be, you know, get some additional training or be more focused in some of the, the more complex workings rather than, for example, um, you know, just being like a, a, a teller or, you know, there to just kind of take the service. Maybe they're looking for a little bit more now from humans. So when we think about our colleague base and focused on the consumer bank for a moment, we are absolutely undergoing a transformation of our staff, which requires them to be more consultative, requires them to offer that advice to our customers. It is upskilling. It's also giving them the digital tools as we think about digital transformation to be successful. So how do I think about ensuring that I can give them insights on our customers so they can have highly relevant interactions with those customers when they come in? So there is a real shift in the way we're thinking about our colleague base to serve the needs of a changing customer base. And, and this is something we actually embarked on a couple of years pre-COVID, so set us up well in this transformation we're seeing now. And we continue to see our loyalty scores for our customers go up as we think about this hybrid approach. So seamless digital uh, self-serve interaction when it makes sense, moving into digital insight and tools that we can offer kind of simple insights to our customers. And then finally, the deep interaction model and well-trained and supported customer, you know, uh, colleagues for our customers when it makes sense for them, when they're thinking about you know, saving for your child's college or you're thinking about buying your first home, where you still do want to have that in-person interaction. Yeah. Uh, certainly something else I, I see in the survey, um, possible indication that banks... Um, have a win as far as their performance during the pandemic. There was um, pretty good evidence here of the, of the uh, businesses on the business side of things. Four out of five businesses um, said they, you know, they were supported by their bank during the pandemic. And seven out of 10, seven out of 10 consumers said they trust their bank to do the right thing um, with financial decisions. So it seems like banks maybe. Um, can, can, uh, can take that as a win as far as their performance during the pandemic. Yeah, here at Citizens, we launched a branch, uh, brand platform just before the pandemic called Made Ready. And that was all about our willingness to help our clients and our customers through their life journey or their life cycle journey as a corporate customer. And really with a recognition that being a financial partner means that you're there for the journey during the good times and the bad times. And so we found that if we stuck to that brand promise during COVID, which we did really well, that we were going to see the loyalty and the trust factor of our customers go up. So things like having a resource hub that is um, was a digital tool that we had for our customers to tell them about what they should be expecting from government stimulus. Nothing really in it for us, but really helping our customers on that, uh, that need they had. 
or the Paycheck pay, pay, PPP, right? The Paycheck protect, Protection Program for our business customers and being there throughout the pandemic. Or on our commercial bank side, we called every customer and had in-person interactions to say, hey, what are you facing? What's your cash flow needs likely to be? How do we work with you during this time to make sure you're successful coming out of um, the COVID period has served us really well and, and many banks really well. So we saw our loyalty scores, our net promoter scores, and our reputation scores uh, go up across all businesses during the pandemic because we stayed really true to that brand promise. And it's beyond product or beyond the you know a product sale to support our customer base. Yeah, I like that, Beth. I mean, if we're, um, you know, you're talking about kind of providing a broader um, financial information and, and just helpful advice, like, like with the stimulus check, you know, where it's like, well, we're the trusted source for banking, uh, but it's also this broader financial um, sphere that, that maybe we can look to reach out and connect with customers and be that trusted source. There's an opportunity in that, it seems. And it's interesting. We saw in the study two things that build on that. One, we saw that our customers and clients are increasingly comfortable with us using data and some of our intelligence and analytics to, to provide them relevant insight. They, you know, they trust us to make sure that we're going to use that information in a way to help them and help them in their financial future. And I also think it was interesting that 84% of business leaders say, said that they expect their bank partners going forward to leverage the latest technology and the latest analytic tools to support their businesses. And they want that from their bank and from their financial provider. And I think that's critically important as we serve our clients going forward. Yeah, that's a, that is a perfect lead into the, the last question I had, this, this last point, and it's it very related to what you just said, is that uh, 65% of consumers and, and 82% of businesses, as I read the survey, um, reported that they feel at least, so more than this in many cases, but at least somewhat comfortable um, sharing information and data with banks um, in order to get a more tailored personal experience. That tells me a few things. Um, possibly that more consumers and businesses are looking for um, you know, custom tailored kind of additional products maybe that would apply to them from the bank, but also maybe even in terms of, um, you know, connecting via APIs, for example, to addition, you know, to fintechs and additional services that may, you know, may also be of benefit to me, the consumer or me, the, the business. Um, so what, what do you think in that, um, in that uh, realm going forward? I think it's going to be critically important, and, and I'm not the first to say it, but in a digital transformation, thinking about that also as a data and analytics transformation. Because as you said, our clients really want us to be able to provide them keen insight in how they think about managing their lives and that personal goal, which is finance, right, which is money, which is personal. And so we've seen that be really important and increasingly important for our customers. So we really focus on three different areas. One, how do we just build the insight and, and infrastructure to be able to have those tools to offer to them? Two is really the channel integrations to make that work. So as I said before, I need to be able to offer you the insight in the channel you use, whether that's the mobile app or texting or the branch or with an agent or someone else. And so you've got to be able to link those interactions and that data and that analysis to the channel that matters for the customer. And then finally, you have to know what to tell them. 
I, I always laugh. We talk about one-on-one personalized interactions, but what that really means practically for my team is that if I know that Beth, we just offered peace of mind, which is a um, overdraft protection capability for our clients, right? No product sale for us. It's really just to help our clients when they make an oops mistake, not have to have an overdraft fee. So we let them know through a text or through the mobile app to say, hey, you have 24 hours, you know, uh, make your overdraft right and we'll just let it go. It, it offers peace of mind and that's what we've branded it. But we need to actually have the communication strategy in all of our different channels to communicate to our customers. And that turns into, you know, 10 or 12 different versions of that same message to make it highly relevant. So to your point, I think it's incredibly important that you have all these components as you start to think about offering really personal and relevant advice to our customers. Um, So to the latter part of your question, what we found is some of those things we build in-house and and we started investing in what we call our data intelligence platform and these channel integrations several years ago. So really five or six years ago. So we are really proud of the capability we've built on this, but we also go outside. So we partner with fintechs and others to be able to enable us to go even faster in offering this insight for our customers. And we do that through APIs and other links into that intelligence in our channels so that we can be better, um, you know, serve our customers better as we try to move quickly on this journey towards insight and towards advice for, for our customer base. Perfect way to, to button it up. Thanks very much. We've been speaking with Beth Johnson, Chief Experience Officer of Citizens Financial Group. Beth, thanks so much for taking the time with us. And thanks for having me. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Thanks for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news and financial services. Please don't hesitate to rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice.